0: It's my, prayer, it's my prayer that this will be a great Christmas service for you in Jesus' mighty name. I want to turn quickly to um, Luke chapter 2 from verse 18 to 20, and I'll quickly read. I know our uh, uh, hopefully your turkey is not in the oven. Uh, just a little bit of disclaimer here. I will never, t- I won't take responsibility for whatever, whatsoever happens to that turkey while you are in the presence of God. You can hold God responsible. I am only a representative. <laughs> All right. Praise the Lord. So, it says, now... They were in the same country, shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock at night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. I pray that the glory of the Lord will shine around you today in Jesus' name, and I pray that God Almighty will stand before you in the name of Jesus. That's one of the things that this represents, God standing before you and his glory around you. God standing before you and that's why it's a season of peace. When God stands before you and his glory around you, peace will reign in your life. And I pray that peace will reign in your life in the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lord. The Bible says in verse 10, then the angel of the Lord said to them, "Do not be afraid, for behold I bring good tidings, to good tidings of great joy which will be to all people, for there is born to you this day in the city of David a savior." Who is the Christ the Lord? And there will be, and this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in a clothes, lying in a manger. I pray that God will give you a sign for 2019 today in Jesus' Amen. mighty name. And then and suddenly there was the angel, the, there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and singing. I pray God will put a new song in your mouth as we close this year and open the next year in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into the heaven that the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. That will be your testimony in Jesus' mighty name. Let us now go and see this testimony that God has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph, and the babe lying in the manger. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told to them concerning the child, and all those who heard it marvelled at the things which had been told them by the shepherds. And that's how people will marvel as we share your testimony in Jesus mighty name. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned Glorifying and praising God for all the things that they were that they had heard and seen, as it was told them. The Lord blessed the reading of His word in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, between Malachi and Matthew was um, a period of four hundred years. I mean, sometimes we read the Bible, we think we, don't, we think that oh wow, uh, it's just a story. But I've always my prayer is always that Lord give me revelation. Lord, give me insight to scriptures. And it is the revelation of scriptures that enables us to live in a modern society. It is not the knowledge of theology. No, it is not history. It is the revelation of scriptures that empowers us to live in modern society. The revelation of scriptures. And so between, between Malachi and Matthew was a period of quietness, a definite quietness. There was no prophetic word, there was no miracles, there was nothing. The heavens were silent for a period of 400 years. And when God was ready to speak, when God was ready to bring his heart to men, and he brought three things which we learn from the lives of this shepherd. When God was ready to speak, he came out after 400 years of silence, He chose a particular people. I mean, you would have expected that that would be a grand entrance, isn't it? You would have expected that after men have waited for God to speak and and God was starting, when God is ready to speak, it will be a grand entrance. Ladies and gentlemen, this is God's grand entrance. This is God's grand audience that he chose to make his grand entrance. So pay particular attention to these things because these are the things that you need to live a successful life in the 21st century. And then, first of all, we look at the people he chose—a bunch of shepherds. But most importantly, we look at what he said to them. By the time God made his appearance to them, the very first thing that God will say to this man, after four hundred years of silence, was "Do not fear." Do not fear. Showed up to Zachariah, "Do not fear." Showed up to Mary, "Do not fear." Show Dr. Joseph, do not fear. Do not fear. Isn't it interesting? God making His grand entrance, came to give you a message, something that will encourage your heart because He knows the kind of pressure you'll be going through in the 21st century. Here we are on Christmas Day as we gather together to celebrate this day, and I repeat to you what God said when He was about to break His silence: Do not fear. Praise the Lord. He said, Do not fear. Do not fear because fear can cripple. Do not fear because fear hinders. Do not fear because fear can rob you of your potential. Do not fear because fear can stop you from becoming the person that God wants you to be. Do not fear because fear is a terminator of destiny. He says, do not fear. After 400 years, he says, do not fear. Ladies and gentlemen, every time fear comes to your heart regarding what God has called you to do, I want you to remember Christmas. I want to remember this message, that the first thing he said, he said, do not fear. Come on, tell neighbor I, I will not be afraid. I will not be afraid. That was the first thing he said. Do not fear, and that brings courage to my heart. And every time every time I want to do, and every time I think of doing something great, and I, and I perceive fear in my heart, and I perceive a, a per- trepidation in my heart, I remember what he says, do not fear. The second thing God he terminated was he terminated fear. Christmas terminates fear. The second thing is Christmas terminates hopelessness. It terminates hopelessness. The shepherds were living in a secluded, hopeless life. I would have thought, I mean, if it's down to me, and I'm about to make a grand entrance, I will look for the governor of the city. I will look for the president of the nation. My goodness, I will ask for a limousine, and I will ask for chariots, and I will ask for angels to precede me. Everybody will know that Eddie is coming to town but not your father in heaven. Not your father in heaven. And he chose these people. And these people represent the kind of life that you and I live today. He chose, that's why the Bible is forever an active scripture, an active text, an active word. He chose, have you ever asked yourself why he chose, why he chose the shepherds? Why will you leave the palace and go to the prison? Why? Because he knows. He knows that these are these will represent the reality of our time today. Is there anybody here who is afraid this morning? Is there anybody here who is afraid? Who was afraid this year? Is there anybody here who is afraid of 2019? Is there anybody here who doesn't even know what a turn of the year will be like? Is there anybody here who doesn't know what a turn of the economy will be like next year? I am saying this Christmas is for you, and then he chose them. He terminated the hopelessness. These guys were these guys were secluded. They were shepherds are uh, jobs, number one, their jobs meant that they have, to be, they have to be away from the city. You see, when God led me from, uh, my, from Africa to Cyprus, I thought he was going to give me a six-figure income job. He sent me to a cow farm to go work in a cow farm. Do you know? Do you know I mean, I, I took Boswana and there a few years ago to go see where I was coming from, right from, they couldn't even breathe. Two mi- what am I saying? Five miles, five miles from this from the from from the, from the village where I was working, right? He was saying, Pastor, what's that smell? I said, that's the perfume. That's my everyday cologne. I need to take you guys back to 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 where where I'm from. I'm from Cyprus, by the way. Praise the Lord. Yeah, I love it. I love it. After, I love it because that's where God groomed me. That's where God taught me. They were secluded. So that means that, that just because of this, the kind of job they did, they were alienated. Have you ever felt excluded because of what to do for a living? Have you ever felt that, you know what, well, you know, I can't match up? I can't keep up? Have you swiped your Instagram page at times and wonder, hi, hey, my life is finished. <laughs> Where do I start? Look at my friends. This Christmas is for you. Their job required them to be away from people. Their job required them to be away from the city. Their job required them to be alone most times. Stench hangs out with stench. The second thing you will realize is that they were secluded because nobody wanted them around. Nobody wanted them around. Have you ever felt that you don't fit? Do you sometimes look at you and look at your your colleagues and just wonder, my goodness, I, I don't fit. I don't fit. Once upon a time in my life in this country, I felt that I didn't fit. I just didn't fit in. I didn't have the cars that people ride. I wasn't living in the homes that people were living in. I didn't speak the way they spoke. I just didn't fit. I I, I felt secluded. And I'm telling you, there are people like that today, just like these shepherds, who feel just the same way. That's how you feel this morning. Christmas is for you. They worked with sheep so they had odor around them. It was not pleasant. They were, they were stinking. They were stinking. Number three, another problem is that they had a bad reputation. They have a bad reputation. Once you see a shepherd, you say, ah, and shepherds were known to be thieves. And ah, maybe these guys were not thieves. But certain things in their, certain things that had to do with their, with their job or their personality or their background right, has, has, has given them a bad name. I remember when God called me to become a pastor. For years I struggled. And I said, Lord, I don't like the I don't like the name. I don't like the way people perceive that word pastor. I said, can we change the title? And God said, No. I said, so for years I struggled. I came up with all kinds of all, all techniques just to prevent. When they asked me, what do you do? I said, um, I am a I am a I am a am um, I, I, I I you know what I just help people for years I was struggling. For years, I was struggling. For years, I couldn't come up with a profile with my with, with, with pastor. I tried to drop the pastor off and I turned it an abbreviation, P.E. Maybe it means physical education. I said, but his body doesn't reflect it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you feel excluded? Christmas is for you. They, so they had a, a, a reputation they did not deserve. That's number three. Number four, most importantly, they were excluded from worship. Where are you carrying your old daughter Have you come into a church at times and you just go and say, my goodness, this church is a church of rich people. Isn't it? Oh, I remember somebody was saying that, somebody called me one day and said, pastor, he said, well, a fellow pastor called me and said, oh, you know what? You know, in my church, you know, we're having, we have this, um, uh, we have this um, people with uh, immigration issues and I'm so burdened. I want you to pray along with me. How do you do? He said, but the guy turned around and looked at me and said, but I know you don't have that kind of problem in your church. I said, what do you mean? Yeah, because you're in your church. All of them are British citizens. I looked at him. I said, so shall it be in Jesus' name? (laughs) You know? And so it felt exclusive. Modern-day church can be intimidating. You know, you drive in. By the time time you drive past Bosun's car, right? You know what? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah? You drive past, you drive past Bosun's car, but drive past Pastor car. You then come in and see Bros Jaguar. You just say, man, man, I don't have a chance. I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs> yes, guys, go change your car to something smaller. <laughs> 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 Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Christmas is for you. The point is, right? Sincerely, there are people who still feel excluded in our community, in our society, in our country. That's what Jesus came. After 400 years, he came to say, hey, I'm for you. Hey, you are in my family. Hey, you are invited. You are a part of me. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And the goodness that joy came. And the third thing you find was that he came to give them freedom. So first of all, he gave them freedom from fear, freedom from hopelessness, and then freedom of worship. He told them, listen, in this city where you are, the Messiah has been born. You may not be able to go to the temple. You may not be able to go to Jerusalem and put your sacrifices. But I will show you where you can go. Not too far from here, a Savior has been born. You go do your worship right there. And they did exactly the same thing they got up they got up and they ran and then this time around they didn't have to worry they didn't have to worry that they can't go into the temple they were able to worship something uh, worship god out of revelation and that's what christmas means for you and i today We can come together. We don't have to fear anything. We don't have to be excluded. We don't have to feel excluded. We feel love just as we were. Just look at us hugging each other. I was so happy because I never get to do that at all of service regularly most of the time. But here today, I am happy and saying, hello, great to see you. That's what Christmas means for every single one of us. And so I want to leave that with you this morning. If you, every time you sense fear in your heart, remember, Christmas is for you. Every time you sense you have this feeling of hopelessness that you feel secluded or you feel you are not part of anything, any team, or you feel that you are being rejected or neglected, remember, Christmas is for you. And, and above all, lastly, you just remember you can worship God in spirit and in truth anywhere, anytime. No protocol required. Right to your feet and let us just give God all the praise and adoration this morning and thank Him. Put those hands together and, and Thank Him. Thank him and say no more fear, no more fear, no more anxiety, no more worry, no more hopelessness. I can worship him in spirit and in tune. I can have revelation. I have the power of God in me. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. After 400 years, he broke his silence just to introduce himself to someone just like me who feels neglected at times, who feels secluded, who feels rejected, who feels I don't have friends, who feel I never had money. He came after 400 years just to encourage someone just like me. And i tell you what that makes for me, my friend and my brother. Listen very carefully. It gives me a sense of confidence. It gives me boldness. It gives me happiness. You know, it restored my self-esteem. It restored my self-esteem. It gave me courage. I can be who I am without without prejudice. He has given me freedom. And that's what Christmas means to you. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, we just thank you. We thank you for loving us. We thank you for terminating fear we thank you for terminating hopelessness. Thank you for the liberty to worship, freedom to approach you, freedom of acceptance. And so, Father, we thank you for this wonderful Christmas. We give you all the glory. Lord, let the true meaning of today, let it, let it rest upon the hearts of your children in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And the family say, Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord.